Hey everyone, I'm Eileen Cha, and welcome to On Your Mind for another episode. So in one of my past episodes, I talked about self-care and ways you can check in with yourself to make sure you're prioritizing your mental health by taking care of it and being aware of your mental state and doing any activities that can benefit your state of mind. So today, in today's episode, we're going to talk about Uh, Actually, we're going to go the opposite direction of yourself and talk about how to efficiently and meaningfully check in with your loved ones or the people around you um, or help someone who is struggling with their mental health. So talking about mental health can be hard because there's been a stigma around it for so long. So how do you break that in conversation with your friends, family, and any other important people in your life and make sure that they know that you're there for them and that you care about them. So that's what I'll be diving into today. So get comfortable or I don't know, maybe you're doing something and multitasking while listening to this, but let's get right into it. Okay, so before we really dive in here, I have to remind everyone that you cannot take care of others if you do not take care of yourself first. You know, sometimes you have to be selfish first to benefit others because if you don't practice self-care and make sure you are in a good position to help others, you're not giving the person in need the best version of yourself and that might hurt them more. So if you truly care about someone and you love them and you want to help them, then you should be committed to being in a good position where you can fully give them, you know, your attention without worrying about yourself or being self-conscious about your own struggles that you're going through. So self-care always comes first. Um, And yeah, that was my soapbox moment there. But now we're going to get into the meat of this episode. So Throughout this entire pandemic, that is still ongoing, by the way, because it looks like a lot of my peers on Instagram have seemed to have forgotten that. But anyways, everyone has been saying, you know, make sure you check in with your loved ones in this time of isolation, which is great. Like, that's like, that is exactly what I'm here to tell you to do right now, because someone you know may be going through something and you could help them. But how do you help them? You know, how do you start the conversation for them to open up and I've seen a lot of like people saying that, oh, you know, maybe you should just send a text. Like, sending a text is great. But what do you say in that text to really show that you care about them and that you're there for them instead of that text being something with like a one word answer and then that conversation is over? So, that question could have a very simple answer if we want to go in that direction. You could literally just tell them that you're there for them and that you love them. Like, literally just text them what I just said. Hey, I just want to let you know that I'm here for you and I love you. And that's great. You took the initiative to actually, you know, pull out your phone, type that all out, and send that to the person. In fact, everyone, or if you are listening right now, you should do that right now too. Pick one person or more if you want and let them know that you're there for them if they ever need anything. And getting that text with no context, like pretty randomly, um, you might think it's like weird to just suddenly text that, but it can actually be really meaningful because the person you sent that to will know that you care 
cared enough about them to actually send that text and let them know without any context. So that whole letting them know that you're there for for them approach could maybe potentially not lead to a conversation where the person lets you know how they're holding up and like really opens up, you know. And in our society, when you greet someone, nine out of ten times you go, hi, how are you? Because that's like a polite thing to say. Like that's become a part of I don't know, like, American culture or any culture, really. But then our automatic response to that is, like, usually, like, oh, I'm good or, oh, I'm tired. And then the other person goes, oh, same. And then the conversation ends right there. That's it. Like, three words and then it's over. So what can you ask instead of how are you to have a better conversation that can lead to the both of you opening up a little bit more and helping each other out? So I've got a couple of things that... I brainstormed. Um, Number one could be, how are you today? That one word today can make a huge difference because you're asking how they are in the moment. Um, Because, you know, things can change in a span of few hours. So asking this and adding that today at the end makes it more specific and it makes it more approachable because then you can talk about your day and then maybe that person can open up and talk about what happened the other day or the past week or the past month or and then eventually what they're just going through currently. Um, So that's number one. Number two is what's been on your mind lately? (laughs) On your mind. Um, That question can open to a deeper conversation and when you ask like, hey, what's been on your mind lately? You're able to catch up on their thoughts um, because, you know, you're asking what what their thoughts are and what they've been thinking about or what they've been doing and stuff like that and their thoughts can reveal their state of mind and where their head is at and that can lead to you know that can snowball into more you know meaningful conversations and be like oh like why are you thinking about that or you know what is affecting you to think about that so you know what's been on your mind lately that's a great you know opening line um, for a great conversation so number three is not like an actual like a phrase that you can use but if you follow up on something that you and the other person talked about before that's always a great idea because again someone can be like it can make someone's day when they realize you actually cared enough about them to remember what you talked about um and then that can lead to a more meaningful conversation because you know if you guys talked about it before then that conversation isn't going to be awkward because you've already had that conversation before and it's something that you guys are both passionate about. Which leads me to my fourth, um, I don't know what to call these, like point, I guess. You can ask about something that they're passionate about. You know, any topic works here. Literally, you could talk about, you know, Netflix or, you know, mental health or social justice or school or literally anything. Anything that they're passionate about and that they're usually willing to talk about Um, and their response can reveal something. For example, if they're not as enthusiastic about what they are passionate about, you know, that could be a sign, and then you can try to open up the conversation there even more. You know, everyone, I feel like this is going off on a little tangent, but I feel like everyone at my school thinks that I'm just like, I have like one personality trait, and that comes from 
my diversity club and so you know obviously I'm very passionate about our club and social justice and everything like that so if someone were to ask me like hey how's diversity club going you know I could give them an honest answer and be like oh I'm actually kind of stressed right now because there's a lot going on and we have to plan a lot of stuff and we have a lot of meetings and then that can open up and the person who asked me that question can be like oh like what can I do to help you know is there anything that I could do to help or anything like that so you know ask about something that they're passionate about because then that conversation goes much more like like flows better you know so that lead that was number four I think this is our fifth one um and the fifth one is how are you taking care of care of yourself lately the how part is important here because you know if you say if you ask someone like are you taking care of yourself then that's going to be a simple yes or no answer and then also if they say yes they could be lying you know and then that conversation ends there because like where do you go from there if they say yes then like there's like that conversation is so dry so if you ask how are you taking care of yourself Again, there's that connection because the both of you can switch off ideas on, you know, self-care. Like, what do you do to, you know, take care of yourself? And then it leads to a better conversation. So, I won't lie, I've gotten a little, you know, I'm not the best at doing this either. You know, I've, like, I'm learning as I make these episodes about mental health, you know. And I won't lie, I've gotten a little distant with some of my friends and the people in my life during this time which is unfortunate so like sending a text or asking if they want to facetime and just catch up it like doesn't even have to start um, when you're checking in with someone it doesn't even have to start with you asking about their mental health because you know you could start with any conversation and it could gradually come to that naturally because you know maybe you can talk about like with my diversity club example we'll be talking about what we're what cool stuff we're doing for our club and then I can talk about what's stressing me out about that or what's giving me anxiety about it um and then also like you know when you're in conversation you can admit a lot of stuff maybe even just admitting that you're going through something and it's been hard on you that can encourage the other person to also open up because they see you opening up first um But yeah, communication is key, especially when you're talking about stuff like this. So, you know, make sure if you are on FaceTime or Zoom or whatever it may be, if you're talking to someone and you can kind of tell that, you know, they want to say something, but they can't or they're kind of holding it back because they might be scared or nervous or whatever it may be, you need to do everything you can to be non-judgmental and show that. You know, be a listener and maybe encourage the other person to keep talking with open-ended questions. And that conversation could go on for a long time. Like, I've had plenty of conversations with my friends that last for, like, two hours or three hours and we're on FaceTime for that long, you know? Um, And I know we're all sick and tired of looking at a screen, but, you know, we have to adapt and deal with it because ultimately we're very lucky that we even have screens to look at and ways to communicate and ask each other how we're doing. Like, I don't think we would have even survived like 15 years ago back in like the early 2000s where it was Blackberries and Nintendo DSs. You know, those are some ways that you can ask and check in um, with the people in your life, but what do you like let's now get into if you know that someone is going through something or they admit that they're going through a tough time with their mental health 
what do you do to support them and make sure that you know that they're there for them or that you're there for them. And I think one of the biggest ways you can help someone is set your personal opinions and biases aside because no matter how much empathy you have, you won't fully 100% understand how that person is feeling at that moment and any, you know, comments that you think will help or even criticism because maybe you think that person is over-exaggerating or you compare their problem with a problem that you went through and you're like saying, oh, like, I went through this bigger problem and I was fine, you know, that could come off as, like, some kind of criticism, so that's rooted in your opinions, and that's really not necessary. I feel like that should go by without saying, but I'm just gonna say it anyways, like, it's not necessary or helpful, so like I said before, you have to be non-judgmental, and I think that's one of the most important skills you should have when you're trying to help a loved one and it doesn't come naturally because you have to be self-aware and you know think before you speak which I know can be tough sometimes but you know being non-judgmental and not having having any opinions or personal biases uh, biases bias, biases I don't know um like having those kinds of things when you're you know trying to talk to someone who's going through a tough time is like not necessary and you should try to throw that out as much as possible. I guess another way to support someone is ask like what kind of support they need from you. You know sometimes I'll I'll admit like I do this too. Um, Sometimes you like want to be the superhero and just jump in and help someone because you think you know what they need but that's honestly sometimes not the best way to go and so when they ask when you ask them like hey like I'm here to support you, like, what do you need from me? And they go, no, I'm good, like, I'm fine. But you can kind of tell that they're not fine. You can offer them suggestions on what you can do without being pushy. And that without being pushy part is super important because you don't want to, you know, step over any boundaries. And it could be, like, simple things. Like, you can ask them, hey, like, do you want to FaceTime later? And we can do our homework together or, you know, we can... I don't know, do whatever and just watch a movie together online or virtually or whatever it may be. Um, But yeah, like just offer them any suggestions on what you can do and that'll go a long way. Um, And the last thing I guess I'll end this episode off with is when you are helping someone, it's equally or like I guess it's the most, I keep saying this is the most important thing, but (laughs) this is pretty important too. It's important to know when it's out of your hands when you're helping someone. You know, everyone wants to help, but sometimes your support is not enough and they and they might need professional help. So don't be scared to encourage them to look for help or offer them um, or offer them to help find a provider or a therapist or anything like that. So just like know that, you know, sometimes I've done all I can do. And I just need to support them in whatever next steps that they need to take. So, yeah, I mean, this was a pretty short episode, but I think this was a really important episode for me personally because, you know, especially in this time, like, we don't get to see a lot of our friends. And, you know, even if we do go back to school, like, it'll be a lot better. But with hybrid and everything, like, you're not going to be able to 
talk as much as you usually do at school or have that kind of social interaction. So yeah, I think this was a great, you know, really important topic to talk about. So I hope these were all helpful for you and I would encourage everyone to just let the people in your life know that you appreciate them first and foremost. You know, tell your family that you love them. Um, Email your teachers expressing your gratitude for them. You know, our teachers are adapting to online learning and I don't know about you guys but my teachers have been amazing. Um, Like they're still, I'm still learning so much and you know, call your grandparents and let them know what's going on in your life because that's probably going to make their day. You know, text text your friends, even the ones you haven't seen in a very long time. And yeah, also for my listeners out there, like if you need someone to talk to, like I'm here for you, like feel free to reach out through my Instagram DMs. Um, I will be all ears. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope you all stay safe and I will see you next time.